here we are. We're back. I've been exiled to the garage, which is a slight step up from my mom's porch. Uh, but we are here to record another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. It's good to be back in a rhythm again. Anthony, I am very uh, excited to take on this it's season two so we are just <laughs> holding on buckling up for the ride and we've got yeah. some stuff to discuss for sure yes yes yeah. we definitely do so we are let's see you are what like almost a month now out of school or so yes the, yeah a little over a month what's the the life update in the the hookman household <laughs> Uh, well, things are back to, uh, I get off work at five and now instead of doing homework, I typically will play NBA 2K20 or PGA Tour 2K21 <laughs> uh, are my two go-tos. Actually, I uh, played my little brother online today at 2K21 PGA ah. Tour. He beat me by one stroke. I was very <laughs> upset. Man. Um, but yeah, no, things are, I mean, you know, still a pandemic going on out there uh, <laughs> as of the recording. So yeah, right. uh, not not getting out a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you think, man? I I think we, we just, we head right into it this week. Just, just dive right in? All right. Yeah, we, it is episode three of season two, correct? Or no, or are we on episode two? <laughs> episode two of season two. <laughs> well. Great start. Great. Start. Sorry. Uh, I, when you said that, I kind of smiled uh, and I wasn't laughing at you. I didn't even uh, catch it. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm looking at the IMDb uh, plot synopsis yes. uh, of which there, there are two. Oh, good. And both of them written by Ron Kerrigan again. <laughs> he took um, two shots at it. Huh? He also spelled Tammy's name two different ways. And I'm pretty sure he got it wrong both times. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive, actually. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, yeah. Why don't you lay Ron Kerrigan's uh, synopsis on us? Yeah. So the uh, the episode title is Bad Ideas. We are season two, episode two. Uh, here's Ron's first synopsis. Eric and Tammy, T-A-M-M-I, <laughs> Eric and Tammy's situation <laughs> takes its toll. Landry and Tyra become closer while Matt and Julie drift apart. Meanwhile, the Panthers gear up for a new season. Uh, there was not any sort of comma between apart and meanwhile in there. I created that pause myself. Uh, <laughs> he took some uh, not creative a, liberties. <laughs> yeah, not a great one there, uh, Ron. But uh, you know what? You took a second shot, so let's see how that one went. All right. Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y. <laughs> <laughs> grows increasingly stressed by raising an infant alone and becomes closer to a science teacher who took over her guidance counselor duties. Eric impresses his bosses with the way he handles his handles a suspension meeting for an uh, errant college player. Landry professes his love for Tyra, which is not really a surprise to her. Their shared secret brings them closer together. Julie and Matt drift farther apart as she tries to avoid feeling trapped. Matt copes with a new live-in assisted caregiver as his grandmother's grip on reality slips further away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say that I, I that was pretty solid. The second one was pretty solid. It wasn't bad. Um, I think his wording of Tammy grows becomes closer yes. to the science teacher I, implies like yep. <laughs> an affair, but as we'll... <laughs> 
as we'll get into in this episode, Glenn is no threat to Eric Taylor. <laughs> no. Uh, I was going to bring up the same thing. Uh, I Yeah, I think Ron's, Ron's being a little presumptive with his yeah description there. And also, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Matt copes with uh, Carlota. I don't know if I'd call it coping. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so. Uh, so we did not have Movie Dude One though. No, Movie Dude One uh, was not. Ron Kerrigan um, appears to have taken over duties, although I believe, as we discussed last week, that um, Movie Dude One has a triumphant return in episode three of season two let's take a look yeah yes movie dude one will return next week uh hopefully okay. ron kerrigan hung up his hat on trying to <laughs> do plot synopses of friday night lights but maybe yeah maybe ron just saw a gap uh he also <laughs> yeah, noticed movie dude one was gone and thought he'd try his hand at it and then thought you know what i i can do this a little better i got this <laughs> In fact, shot. I'm going to do two different synopses for both episodes that I'm going to do. <laughs> or, you know, maybe he's like us and he's he's rewatched through this show so many times. Like he did a synopsis after like rewatch number one. And then after rewatch number five, he was like, eh, I can do better. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I've, I got a, gonna... I've got a deeper understanding of the show now. I was wondering if you were thinking that he had forgotten <laughs> And want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that could be it too, yeah. Uh, before we get any further, I never asked you what you're drinking tonight, so we better yeah. get that covered. Um, so tonight may end up being, we'll see uh, how these go. I've got a Grain Belt Premium here, uh, but it might end up being the soberest episode of uh, Reliving oh. the Lights thus far because... Uh, we had a, a little Zoom party last night with some friends, and I drank <laughs> a lot, so I'm uh, hurting. But um, okay. a friend of mine, John Doom, once told me, uh, or he didn't tell me, but on a Sunday mid-morning, he said, you know, I feel like shit. I'm going to start pounding beers till I feel better. So we're going to try the old John Doom method and, oh, and see how she goes. All right. Well, yeah, if it doesn't work, you got all day tomorrow to try and write the <laughs> right. ship, I guess. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, got, what, do you, what do you got over there? <laughs> we've just got the classic bush light. That's all I need tonight. That's good enough for me. So, all right. Uh, let's get into it. So, the, the episode opens and Coach is in Austin. He is talking to Tammy on the phone. The alien baby is screeching uh, its wretched uh, alien noises, uh, and Tammy's up with with the baby, can't sleep, so they're talking. Late at night, uh, late night telephone call, and and Coach, I remember he said something along the lines of like, oh no, it's fine, I'm, you know, I'm not sleeping well either, so. Yeah, I'm up now anyway, we might as well talk, I think it was something along those lines. Uh, Cut to another phone call, Landry calling Tyra. Three in the morning, approximately, and he can't sleep because he cannot find his watch. Yeah. And the last time he remembers having it was when they chucked a body in the river off the bridge. <laughs> so that's yeah, a problem. It's it's, uh, it's also a problem because it's an engraved watch. It's a family heirloom. And I don't know how you feel about this, um, but I feel like him having a family heirloom at age like 16 is maybe a little bit early. 
uh, for that to be passed down to him. Yeah, something like a watch, maybe. Like, my grandpa gave me his, like, pocket knife collection when I was like probably 12 or so oh okay which, you know which have been passed down but but my thing was i think it's weird that his grandpa engraved the family heirloom with his name in it like if this is something that's being passed down from generation to generation right why did they just put landry's name in there yeah it's that's what it's... i thought was weird well and as we find out in episode three landry's grandpa is still alive and so that's also another thing that, like, it seemed like it was maybe a, like, passed down. And right. that's why I guess I thought it was weird that he got it at, like, 16 was because his dad's still alive. Like, did yeah, his, well, I didn't yeah. skip that generation. <laughs> yeah, how old uh, is this watch? Because <laughs> apparently it was passed down to his grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the timeline of the family heirloom is a little murky, but the main point of it is, uh, A, he really needs to find that watch because yes. his grandpa is going to want to see it. And B, if that watch is indeed with <laughs> the dead body, it has his name on it, which will tie him to mm-hmm. the murder, which is obviously problematic. Uh, so the, he's freaking out, calls Tyra. They go look at the bridge, kind of. They don't even really look. They just kind of drive there, I felt like. Yeah. What are yeah, they going to do, didn't... jump in the river? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't seem to do too much uh, Too much hard looking no but uh it seems at this point as if the fear and guilt surrounding the murder is driving them into each other's arms yes so there's a little something brewing brewing here as if we didn't know that already but it's progressing yeah quite quickly yeah yeah um we get a short scene where coach taylor uh back at tmu is asked to escort a player, Antoine, to Antoine. a hearing uh, about accepting gifts from a recruiter. Um, so we'll see a little bit more about that later. But this is just, yeah, he gets asked by the head coach, I think it was, yeah, um, to take him to the hearing. And I got to say, uh, he's specifically what he's in trouble for is uh, going to a Justin Timberlake concert yeah. with a uh, recruiter, which in my personal opinion uh, is worth the risk. That is one <laughs> of my concerts that I still would love to make it to at some point in my life. Uh, big Justin Timberlake guy over here. so And especially I, in like 2007 in his prime. Oh, that, that absolutely was prime. That was when uh, – uh, What's the album called? Future Sex Love Sounds. Yeah, Future Sex Love Sounds was just coming out at that point. So yeah. mm. I'm personally partial to uh, 2020 Experience Part also 1. Very good. Okay, yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Part 1. Part 2 I never, didn't do it for me. No, but. not really. It's it's still got some jams on it, but not to the extent of Part 1. Agreed. And I never really gave Man of the Woods that much of a chance. Sorry, I didn't Justin. even listen to it. It was so hated on by everyone that uh, <laughs> I, didn't did I literally, that. I didn't even listen to it. I think I forgot actually when I did my top albums of the decade to throw 2020 experience on there. Now that I'm thinking about it, which bums oh. me out because it should have been on my top 100. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, <clears throat> I'll check on that later. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it Antoine, but still uh, that's not technically legal. Um, although, the, if it was this day and age, that seems like it's about to change. They're they're going to yeah. change those rules, which is, I don't know, pro- it's definitely good. But <laughs> guys like Antoine are gonna 
Yeah, they're going to really take advantage of it. Yep. Oh, nope, it was on there. Never mind. Phew. Okay, good. Yep. And pretty high. It was in a good spot. I'm glad that. Way to go. Yeah. Way to not screw that up. (laughs) All right. Next, we're introduced to a character that I had pretty much forgotten completely about (laughs) until he showed up on the screen. And in my notes, I just have Glenn (laughs) in all capital letters. Uh, Glenn is a sweaty, pasty dude that is filling in for Tammy. Uh, while she is at home with the baby, he is taking over guidance counselor duties, but he is like just a science teacher, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. And yeah. he's, yeah, he is just a like shell of a man, basically. <laughs> just like he's one of those characters that's just tragically pathetic <laughs> in every way. <laughs> yes. And it, it really only gets worse for Glenn as things <laughs> go on. But. Uh, he, he comes over to fill Tammy in on what's going on while she's away. And apparently the kids are just owning him at school, like walking all over him, (laughs) which is not surprising knowing Glenn, typical Glenn. Yeah. Tammy is growing closer to Glenn only in that (laughs) she is talking to him at all. Yes. And yes, she is. She she's in need of help for sure. She's overwhelmed, and Glenn is the person there that's filling that role to a certain extent. But I don't know, Ron Kerrigan. It's, you're taking some liberties. <laughs> yeah, but. big time, big time. Uh, Tammy suggests to Julie that she have Matt over for dinner, maybe a movie for a little date night at the the Taylor household. And Julie does not want to hear anything about that. Yeah, she gets a very defensive. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, yeah. And... and she's starting pretty strong on the hate-o-meter right away. Yeah, oh yeah, she's and this episode of the next, uh, yeah, things aren't going to look good for <laughs> Julie uh, on the hate-o-meter. Hopefully, the... those of you listening at home who are maybe going through this show for the first time are finally starting to understand why the Julie Hatemeter exists at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to get worse. Yes. Uh, what was, Oh uh, yeah. Julie is starting to hit some unimaginable new lows at this point. <laughs> yes. So we are over now at the Saracen household and Landry and Matt, I don't even remember what they're kind of going back and forth about. Um, Tyra, probably. Yeah, probably. Or Julie. Julie. Yeah, I think it was Julie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But a package comes at the door. The the, the guy drops it off. (laughs) Yeah, it's a $2,400 Tierra that (laughs) Grandma Saracen, did she buy it off of like QVC or something? That was my assumption, yes. Um, yeah, and she is very into this here. Like, this is, like, I think it's played to be, like, a Grandma Saracen is, like, having a dementia moment, but I don't think this was a dementia moment. (laughs) This was legitimate, like, she was was, all there. Yeah, if it was a dementia moment, I think she would have been like, oh, I don't remember ordering this Tierra. No, she (laughs) is like, here we go, baby. (laughs) Tosses it on right out of the box. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point that is that isn't really like symptomatic of dementia no. that's just 
bad decision making. And, yeah. Uh, I was watching this with my four year old, and she was also very into this $2,400 tier. Be careful. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let her on the QSC yeah, channel late your, at night. Keep your credit cards hidden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But grandma is loving this, and she she tells Matt, you can't put a price tag on happiness, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is a problem, obviously, for Matt. He's, uh, they're they're just scraping by, so Matt's very concerned. Yes. Coach McGregor and the boosters, including Buddy, are are having a little meal at whatever restaurant the boosters always get together at. I don't it seems like they're always at the same place, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's some like kind of upscale uh restaurant must be for yeah. Dylan. Yeah, I, I was gonna say at least compared to the diner or the Alamo Freeze. Yeah. Um, or Applebee's, uh yeah. which comes up again. Yes. <laughs> uh but they are having a meeting and Buddy Continues to take L's with the new coach. <laughs> uh, he finds out that they have changed the location for the beginning of the year pep rally, which is usually at Garrity Motors, which uh, we we talked about at length last year or last season. Um, but with the implication that <laughs> because of what's going on in Buddy's personal life and his marriage, uh, maybe it's not an appropriate setting for hosting a family event. Yeah, uh, Buddy is visibly upset about this. <laughs> I mean, you thought you thought Buddy's marriage falling apart, <laughs> losing his kids, was bad. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> this He's is the end of the world, basically. Also, about to hit some unimaginable new lows. Yes. <laughs> Things are not going to get any better for Buddy anytime soon. No. Um, we have a short exchange between Matt and Julie. Uh, they make some pretty tentative plans. Um, Still not broken up. No, not officially. <laughs> Somehow, but yeah, uh, they make some some tentative plans. They're gonna they're gonna hang out. Um, that's all I have written down for that yeah. scene. Yeah, that's more than I even have. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we we have a scene next of Lila. For some reason, Lila is in a group of students in the school cafeteria praying the prayer of Saint Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> at a lunch table, uh, which I okay, like getting liturgical uh, at the <laughs> at the ta- at the cafeteria table. That's fine, um, but as she is praying this prayer, she sees Tim kind of canoodling with another lady, yeah, uh, right there in the cafeteria. Yeah, Tim is. I have written down that he was making out with the girl. I don't remember how, how full on it was, but yeah, uh, Lila gets pretty distracted by this and ends up stumbling over. Some of her words. I'm just impressed she had that whole prayer of St. Patrick memorized. She's really uh, taken off in her <laughs> religion, uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that that bothers Lila a bit. Uh, they are now we're at practice, and it is apparent that Smash is Coach McGregor's guy. Yeah. He completely ignores Saracen. He's super hard on Riggins, and he is all about the smash. Yes, uh, which smash, of course, is just eaten up. Yeah, um, he's loving it. But yeah, Tim <sighs> makes a smart ass comment. New coach McGregor makes him run some stairs again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Landry is on the team now in case you forgot about that. And I this it was it was Riggins that was hitting Landry, wasn't it? Like time after time on the play on the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Landry is just getting the snot beat out of him by Tim once Tim is done running his stairs. He's really taking it out on Landry. And for some reason, all of a sudden, Landry's dad exists and he is watching yeah. practice on the sideline. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Landry's dad, he shows up at practice um, just to let Landry know how proud he is, um, which apparently um, Coach McGregor's closed practice doesn't apply to, <laughs> yep. to Mr. Clark. Yeah, he changed that policy, apparently. Maybe it's for law enforcement. McGregor seems guess, like a guy yeah. who would be very pro-law enforcement. For so. sure, yeah. yeah. He's, so. he's got a thin blue line flag probably hanging outside of his. <laughs> no doubt. So Henry Saracen and Sheriff Deputy Clark are probably more than welcome at Coach McGregor's practices. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's there and he's seeing Landry just getting pasted time after time. Uh, Jason meets up with a doctor. Uh, he's starting to get some feeling back, but the uh, – in his – uh, where was it again? Is it his, his legs hands. or his he hands? Move, oh yeah, 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 his yeah, hands. yeah. Right, starting to get some feeling back. Uh, doctor kind of lets him know, like, hey, this is great, but <laughs> yeah, um, you are uh, probably like it doesn't mean you're gonna walk again. You're probably not gonna walk again. Um, the murder ball guy shows up. <laughs> yes. So in the the episode that we just released today of the podcast we talk about how jason is like looking at like the murder ball dvd yeah uh, when he's getting into quad rugby but now the murder ball guy so we've already we've already established that in the friday night lights universe murder ball exists yes the documentary and now <laughs> that guy is at his doctor yeah um, and is he playing himself or is he playing? Exactly. He's got to be playing. He's got to be playing a different character because I don't think that he uh, would show up and just start telling random people about these experimental <laughs> surgeries in Mexico. Like, I don't think he in real life is that shady or would want to be portrayed as that shady. <laughs> right. Uh, do you have the IMDB up? Maybe mm-hmm. we should check the the cast yeah. for the episode and see how he's credited. Let's find him as Steve. So he okay. is. Yep. Um, he is playing somebody not, else. Yep. Not as himself. Okay. So again, I don't know who's writing this episode, but come on. Let's keep it consistent. Yeah, for real. Uh, but the doctor does make a point of saying that he's never going to walk again, barring a medical breakthrough. Yes. Which seems unlike, or they're a long ways from at this point. Right. So kind of leaves Steve, the door open. Yep. Steve uh, seems like he's got that medical breakthrough found. <laughs> Which Steve is still in a wheelchair. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. He tells Jason about this doctor doing experimental uh, work in, I don't know if he tells them that it's in Mexico in this episode, but we do find out later that this doctor is in Mexico, yep. uh, which I think at the time was supposed to add like a different level of shadiness to it. But I'm pretty sure that in the United States now, people regularly go to Mexico for like <laughs> right. medical and dental, especially treatments. Oh, really? So yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I <laughs> this feels way less shady in 2020, <laughs> I think, than it was meant to in 2007. Right. I once think again, is... that brings up uh, this episode's uh, sponsor, Medicare for All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go to Mexico anymore if with Medicare for All, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I know of people who have literally flown to Thailand for procedures, uh, that were cheaper to fly all the way there, get the procedure there and fly back than to actually get in the United States. So, uh, same, same, same concept. Uh, grandma Saracen is at home and she seems to be having a delusional episode. Um, seems like she's freaking out over someone being in her home when there's not. But actually, it's Carlota. Carlota, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, the new in-home nurse. And Carlota is making some changes. Oh, yes. She is an in-home caregiver. She is attractive. And she's moving in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is going through. She finds Saracen's like porn mags, right? <laughs> Yes, she does. Uh, tells, ask Matt if he's never heard of the internet before. <laughs> yeah, which, good point, yeah, Carlota. <laughs> but, you know, uh, honestly, are we even sure that Matt Saracen has internet in that house? He probably doesn't. He might not, yeah. That's so, very, That's very, actually sad. So. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Coach and Antoine are on the way to the hearing. Antoine is being Antoine. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he... he but the biggest thing is he calls out coach for not being home with his new baby. Can't believe that coach would be driving him to a court hearing and not at home with his infant child and wife. So yeah. Antoine pretty, uh, kind of lays it down on him. Yeah. Um, and kind of makes coach puts, puts things into perspective for coach. Um, buddy, you know, for all, for all of Antoine's faults, you know, you really got to hand it to him. You he, really do. You no, know, he he'll lay it on the line for you. <laughs> Antoine says it like it is. <laughs> you, know, you can't fault him for that. No. Buddy shows up at his former home. Pam uh, has some of his taxidermy out on the curb. <laughs> I didn't even notice that it was taxidermy. That's great. Yeah. Has some taxidermy out on the curb. Uh, she wants him to get out of there. She's going to you know, completely throw it out. Um, Buddy is there to pick up his kids. It must be his weekend or whatever with them. Yeah. Uh, Buddy's children all visibly hate him. Yep. They want nothing to do with that with that guy. Uh, he and Pammy get into it a little bit. Things are not going well at, yet with Pam and Buddy. Um, I honestly don't know if they – I can't remember if they ever really pick up again. But I don't remember either, but uh, it's things not aren't going well. good at this point. Yeah. Julie heads over to the pool. She's got to pick up her paycheck. Um, she's not working there anymore because school has started, but picking up that last paycheck. And the Swede is just out front macking on some girl in a bikini. Uh, Julie tries to avoid him, tries to uh, <laughs> avoid him even knowing she's there, but he sees her. He calls her over. He is super patronizing, paternalistic, and gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh this really, I think, reveals a lot about the Swede, which we talked last week. Obviously, it was a pretty uh, damning uh, <laughs> testimony about the Swede uh, and all of his garbage character traits. Uh, but yeah, I think this one really drives it home to that, like, she's back in high school and he is clearly not in high school. He is no. 
in his twenties um, and working part time at a uh, <laughs> city pool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, yeah. the sweet, and he only gets, the more we learn about him, the grosser he gets. And presumably working at this pool simply to hit on girls, it seems like. It right? does seem like, but yeah. like, he's got to do, I mean, he's got his band, but there's no way that those two things even probably make him enough money to get by, right? No. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know maybe, what else is going on. Dealing drugs, maybe? I wouldn't put yeah. it past the Swede. Right, yeah, and I don't know if like the Dillon City Pool is open year round, because um, it is Texas, so, right? Um, but I don't know. It's uh, he's a, a not good guy. He's a creep. He's a, he's a creep. Sweet. He's a sweaty yeah. creep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he makes some like really gross comments about how he he treats her like a kid at this point. It's like you're gonna be a heartbreaker. Guys are gonna yeah. be knocking down your door weird gross yeah it's uh i wrote down yikes in my yeah. notes yeah pretty fairly predatory yeah, uh big time so speaking of sweaty dudes uh tammy pops into glenn's office actually tammy's the sweaty one in this situation but glenn is always a little bit sweaty um but tammy is pretty overwhelmed she has walked to the school in 105 degree heat with gracie in the stroller um, which is not a good idea, I guess. Yeah, no. Um, so she's pretty overwhelmed. Glenn is also pretty overwhelmed with his situation he has yeah. going on. Yeah, these scenes I think really show um, really Tammy's expertise that she has at her job and how good she is at it. Yes. Um, because she's constantly being like, Jesus Christ, Glenn. Like, <laughs> like come on, figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, even in the midst of her own personal crisis, she's like, bam, bam, bam. Like, I'll take care of this. This is what you do. Like, doesn't even phase her. Yeah. Uh, even as she is, like, literally breaking down <laughs> in yeah. front of Glenn's eyes. So Glenn is pretty fixated on Tammy's sweatiness <laughs> and uh, the fact that she took the baby out in the heat. But he keeps mentioning yeah. how sweaty she is, which I thought was weird of Glenn. Uh, yeah. Pot calling the kettle black. Uh, exactly yeah i think maybe this is a, <laughs> one of those few situations that glenn ran into where he's like i can call somebody else out for their sweatiness <laughs> i'm gonna take advantage of this yeah um so glenn is kind of laying it on tammy a little bit he's worried about her and tammy yeah breaks down under glenn's criticisms starts basically weeping in his office um glenn is <laughs> uncomfortable with this but <laughs> Uh, understandably, I guess, Glenn. But back at the Alamo Freeze, Matt is trying to call Julie. Uh, it's a pretty short scene. He doesn't get an answer, and he's pretty visibly uh, concerned, frustrated, worried about his relationship. Yeah, it's a pretty pathetic message to be, to be honest, to be fair. Um, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. No. Uh, but Smash overhears. Uh, Matt <laughs> leaving this message and this answers our question that we've had recently. Smash is still employed yes. by the Alamo Freeze. Yeah, um, they must be really hurting for <laughs> for workers because uh, Smash has shown time and time again, we love Smash, but he is not a particularly hard worker. No, this doesn't seem to be a good fit for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we see it's either in this episode or the next that he is still uh, Terrible 
terrible at this job. Yes, so. very much so. Um, Jason, back at campus, yeah. he sees Mrs. Coach. Um, he pulls up and tells her about a dream he had where um, Mrs. Coach helps him walk. Yeah. Um, he tells Tammy that he thinks this dream is a sign that he is going to walk again someday. Yeah. Uh, this is extremely uh, like a bummer for everybody. Yeah. Tammy is a little freaked out and definitely saddened by this. She holds it yeah. together while Jason is still still there. But as soon as he turns away, she starts crying because that's yeah. just rough. We're back to our friend Antoine. Uh, he continues to give Coach pretty ruthless crap about being home or being gone from his kid. And Coach kind of snaps a little bit and lays it on the line for Antoine. Yeah, Coach kind of tears into him. Uh, they're eating at some some restaurant, I guess, on the way to or from the hearing. I think to the hearing. To, we see yeah. the hearing later. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coach kind of says, uh, I'm not going to put up with Antoine's crap anymore. And, and yeah, puts, uh, uh, kind of tears him a new one. Yep. And, you know, Antoine can, can tell it like it is, but sometimes Antoine's just got to hear it like it is too. <laughs> That's true. That's you know? right. So That's right. he, he kind of had this coming. <laughs> Landry gets a rally girl. Yes. So, cause he's on the team. So that means he's a Dylan Panther. So that means he gets a rally girl. So she comes, she lets him know she'll be taking care of him. They can work out the details later. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and then Landry in response asks, do you think all human beings are capable of evil? <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the, that quote to me is he do be sweating levels of great. Like <laughs> it's a, a banner quote for this series. Nice. I did not remember it, but it was very good. Yeah. Um, uh, after he asks the question of his rally girl, uh, Tyra escorts him away quickly. <laughs> yeah. um, Landry tells Tyra that he's in love with her. Um, he has a pretty powerful little monologue. I didn't write it all down, but I yeah. did write down that he had a powerful monologue. Yeah, because Tyra's they're they're kind of arguing about the dead guy situation. And Tyra tells him to act like a man, and then Landry takes offense to that. But in the process, tells her he's in love with her. And I just in my notes, I said, it's not very romantic or anything, but definitely got the point across. So <laughs> it's not your, your typical profess, pro, uh, profession of love. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely agree. No. Back at the hearing. Uh, Antoine pleads his case. Coach actually ends up standing up for him. Yeah. Which, so Antoine's kind of like BSing his way through it, you know, talking about how oh, my mama didn't raise me that way and, you know, I won't do it again, I promise. And Coach basically says like, listen, this kid is going to make it to the NFL either way, more than likely. So uh, basically you should – let us continue to coach him and kick his ass and make his life miserable for the next year and hopefully knock some sense into him. Yeah. Um, and that'll be better for him than just kicking him out and 
<laughs> letting him go on his way. So I thought that was a risky risky move by coach there, but it worked out for him. We'll find out later. So yeah, coach is all about that risk to reward. Uh, and he, yeah, does a little risk, but he gets uh, the reward in turn. So yeah, yeah uh, he's as, got it calculated pretty well, I think, dialed in. As I believe uh, the slogan for Doritos was at one time, fortune favors the bold, and uh, <laughs> Coach Taylor believes that. <laughs> All right. That sounds like something that would have been in the same era as like the 3D Doritos commercials. <laughs> like just, I think it was a little bit later, actually. Okay. Um, I remember they were really advertising the word bold for a while. Like they really thought, man, Doritos, <laughs> so bold. Uh, I don't know about their boldness, but I did have a few Doritos this evening with my with my dinner, and mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to beat it to beat a nice bag of Doritos. Are you a uh, a nacho cheese guy or a Cool Ranch guy? I mean, I know there's other flavors, but if you had to choose between those two, I, I need to know. Right so now. get this: at the the um, the picnic that we were at, they had both of those in like the personal size bags. But I have children, so I gamed the system, and I grabbed the one of each, one for me, one for my daughter, and then I just. Uh, I just went back and forth between the two bags. Okay. So if I if I had to choose, nacho cheese. Really? Oh, yes. boy. This podcast is over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> That's what did it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you're a Cooler Ranch I'm, guy. I'm a Cooler Ranch guy. Uh, yeah. To, to the end, I love love Cool Ranch Doritos. Nacho cheese, I could take or leave, but I'm a I'm a Cool Ranch diehard for sure. Uh, I actually, given like the complete array of options, would go with what is it, spicier nacho? Okay, um, sure. Where you start to get a little heat with it, that's mm-hmm. that's where I would go. I I'm also a fan of the spicy sweet chili. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good one, but. Though- that's that's the bag that I don't necessarily want all the time, but when I want it, I can literally eat the whole bag of spicy yep. sweet chili. Or one hundred percent, it's a good way to describe it. The purple yeah. bag. Yeah. Yep. Why are we talking about Doritos? Uh, Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> I use their old <laughs> uh, slogan from when they were talking about boldness uh, yes. a lot in their ad- advertising campaign. But, all right. Yep. Uh, back on track, Matt and Carlota. They have a little discussion about what grandma is going to need going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a drawing of Julie that Matt did, uh, <laughs> further proving that uh, Matt Saracen does indeed draw pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In my notes, I took a, I took my own creative liberties and wrote, <laughs> she finds his drawing of Julie in his Bob Dylan records and also his <laughs> porn magazines. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is the same where she, she finds the... Uh, the porno mag. So yeah. Um, yeah. Not a bad stuff. little drawing of, of yeah. Julie, you know, pretty good, which yeah. Later on we do see some of Matt's art. That's a pretty big part of his storyline uh, in the future, but I did not remember that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to, to see that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll cut this out here cause spoilers, but he, he, he has like that internship with that crazy dude that like makes art out of junk. Nothing. Been so long. It's been literally 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Yeah. Seasons three, four, and five, I'm pretty sure I've only watched once each. Oh, wow. And it both, all three of them were like when they aired on yeah. TV. So, <laughs> all right. Good. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to get to those three, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. All right. Tammy is worried about her alien child. Uh, it might be sick. She's not sure. Uh, <laughs> and while she is worried about this, Julie goes out with Lois. I put Lois in quotation marks at this point because Lois is kind of a catch-all for whatever shenanigans Julie is up to. But I think in this case, she really was, wasn't she? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. No, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we find out that... Yes, Coach was successful with getting Antoine uh, a pretty pretty reasonable punishment. He has a three-game suspension, but that's it. So mm. he's, his boss, head coach of TMU, is pretty happy with that result. Yeah. Pretty impressed by yeah. Coach. Pretty pleased. Says, you know, he did a good job defending him, all that. Yeah. Uh, the Swede pulls up to a gas station where Julie is cleaning Lois's windshield. <laughs> yep. Um, he invites Julie to ride with him because they're going to the same place, right? Well, no, he's not going to the Panther know. pep rally. Oh, you're right. I think she tells him he's going to go to the Panther. She's going to go to the Panther pep rally. And then he is like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, or like it's implied that he's like, why don't you ride with me? Like he's going to the same place. Yeah. I, and yeah, Julie just freaking bails. I don't even think she tells Lois. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think she just ditches her. <laughs> she comes out of the, the convenience store and Julie's just gone. Yeah, she's going to file a missing persons report. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if, even, if she had, even if she had seen Julie getting into that van, that is the sketchiest looking van. For so real. It might have actually uh, been more likely that she would file a missing persons report if she had seen her getting into that <laughs> Yeah, van. yeah. Seriously. So, yeah, it's the perfect van for the Swede for sure. Yeah. Uh, we we cut to the pep rally. Before I even knew for sure, I just wrote down, Buddy looks drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is sweaty and sad and angry. He's got a, a like a thousand yard stare. He's just like, yeah, burning a hole in uh, whatever's in front of him. But yeah, he is. Yeah. He's tuned up. Yeah, significantly. Uh, and Smash apparently has been practicing his rapping abilities because no longer is he just saying things that rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not just doing basically like hammed up poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's actually rapping uh, to a beat. So way to go, way to go, Smash. Uh, you've obviously been working on it, and it shows. The Swede drops Julie off. Yeah, so Julie and the Swede actually do. Um, or yeah, he drops them all. He drops her off. So yeah, um, they just show up. So they were going to the same place. <laughs> right. Uh, but then as Julie's getting out, she gives him a little kiss. Not, not, not a little kiss, a significant kiss. Yeah. Um, and like, Tells hey, him to call, call her sometime. Like mm. it was... Uh, not impressive. And she gets out of the van and she goes straight to Matt. So the halo meter is rising quickly at this point. Yeah. 
Um, and it's at this point that she basically breaks up with Matt on the spot. Yeah. Matt, uh, is visibly upset even just seeing her because she's, uh, late. Yeah. Missed his uh, whole segment of the pepper alley, whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah. Julie breaks up with him and yeah, Matt is, he's, uh, about to reach the boiling point. I think. Yep. They break up bummer or is it, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, feel bad for Matt. We feel bad for Matt, right? We do. We do. For sure. For sure. Buddy uh, is drunkenly walking around Pep Rally uh, host house. Uh, He's kind of talking to himself. Uh, He, sorry, I get this written down weird and it's been a week since I've watched the episode, but he, um, or two weeks since I've watched the episode, but Buddy uh, he recounts his own state championship story. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if he does that to anybody in particular. I don't remember, but yeah, not people that are really wanting to listen even. Uh, but I think we were debating a couple of weeks ago about whether buddy's championship ring was like actually his own ring or, yeah, or if it was one that he got for the, yeah. that championship but and apparently, it still could be either. It still well, could be either. N- well, I guess we don't know for sure. No, I think with this story, we find out that he was the the quarterback of a state championship Dylan Panther football team. So, but but yeah, I guess he could have gotten a ring uh, for, <laughs> for the, the two thousand six. Yeah. yeah, whatever. But so, so I I wrote down the quote because <laughs> I thought his storytelling was pretty good. good actually, <laughs> says so. There's fourteen seconds left. Rain's coming down hard. Jimmy Carter's the president. <laughs> the country is depressed. Dylan is depressed. By God, it's time to win the state championship. It's time for Buddy Garrity to get this thing done. <laughs> um, did he say specifically what year it was, or did he just say that Carter was president? He just said that Carter was the president, yeah. So I noticed in the following episode, in episode three, which we'll get to, that Tim Riggins is wearing a Dylan Panthers state championships yes. 1978 shirt. So I, I also that noticed the, that, but I didn't put it together, but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that was uh, the, <laughs> the, the state championship <laughs> that buddy won 78. Nice. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that makes sense. By God, it's time to win the state <laughs> championship. It's time for buddy Garrity to get this thing done. <laughs> So, so we know for sure that state was won by Dylan in 78, 2000 and 2006. Yeah. Are the confirmed years of yeah. the Dylan state championships. Yeah. Not bad for a small town. Yeah. Way to go Dylan. Buddy, however, uh, not way to go. No. He ends up bumping into some people and uh, picks a fight with the pep rally host. Yeah. Lester. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's obviously got a chip on his shoulder against Lester for stealing his pepper alley. Falls over drunk, makes a scene. Lila comes over. Tim is trying to help Buddy. Lila comes over. Initially doesn't want Tim's help with getting Buddy out of there, but then after it doesn't go well, says, okay, yep, please help me. Mm -hmm. So they take Buddy back to his apartment, and Buddy is absolutely just gone this dude yeah. is <laughs> i mean tuned up to the max basically yeah. i have been in buddy's shoes before uh <laughs> yeah so in the process of getting buddy situated 
Tim and Lila do have a little heart to heart there. Um, they yeah, they, they have a little of, friendly chat. Yeah, which I feel like in the process they kind of make eyes at each other a little bit. You caught a little glimmer of. There's definitely. Uh, Lila would deny it, but there's definitely a sexual tension between the two. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Tim, being the gentleman that Tim Riggins is, uh, he only kisses her on the cheek. So that's we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, but Tammy is is at the hospital. Gracie is sick; she's going to be okay. Um, you know, she's probably not used to all the different diseases and stuff here on Earth compared to wherever she comes from. <laughs> her immune system. Um, <laughs> But uh, Tammy calls Glenn down to come pick them up and bring her home. And I'm assuming this is late at night. I don't know if sure, if we know for sure what time it is. But no, I, she might have got Glenn out of bed. Yeah. Um, and you know Glenn was excited to come on down. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yep. Yeah. Tammy is visibly going through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's She is struggling. Struggle City. But. She's talking to Coach as Glenn walks in. They're on the phone, and I don't remember the details of the conversation, but it's not going well. It's not a great conversation. She hangs up the phone. Basically, I think she's assuring him she's going to be okay. You don't need to come back from Austin. Um, But she hangs up the phone, and she breaks down immediately after she hangs up the phone. And so Glenn sees her break down and he actually, I don't know if you caught this. He actually lied to her at this point. Uh, he says, he tells Tammy that she has a beautiful baby. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if we can trust Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Glenn's a liar for sure. <laughs> but he also sticks his nose into the Taylor family business. Um, you know, kind of. Raises some questions about Coach not being there and all that, yeah, which are fair yeah. questions, but butt out, Glenn. Yeah, but I, I think it's interesting that um, everybody in this episode and the next is very concerned about Coach not being with his whole family, completely negating that Coach wanted his entire family to move to Austin. Like, That's this is not... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's weighing the heaviest on Tammy and the 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 girls, right? But that was but Tammy's choice. It was her choice, and she does she, say that. I don't know if she says that here, but I know at one point she does. She does admit, like, this was my choice. This is this is what I asked for. So it's a good point, though. Even Antoine is is taking Mrs. <laughs> Coach's side, and he doesn't even know the situation. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Um, uh. Tyra, she sneaks into Landry's bedroom, says that she's glad that the rapist dude is dead because he wasn't going to stop. He was going to keep coming after her. He was going to keep doing all that. She's really freaking out. And it's at this point that Landry really does uh, act like a man, quote unquote, like she wanted him to. And he steps up and (laughs) takes advantage of her emotions and makes out with her. So. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they kind of embrace and cry. And then, yeah, they end up kissing. And um, I'd like to take this time to remind everybody that when this show launched, there was a Twitter poll asking who I would be most like in the Friday Night Lights universe. <laughs> oh, no. 
guess who's laughing now, everybody? Uh because you resonate with taking advantage of fragile oh, no, emotions. No. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, not where I was going with that. <laughs> Kudos to you, man. I guess <laughs> maybe this podcast is over. Wow. <laughs> so this was a well, this uh, synopsis I, is over. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That is the end of this. We need to take a break and sort our crap out, <laughs> determine if we can continue. This was an emotional intense and intense episode, though. It was pretty yeah. heavy. Um, so we're going to go recover, and we'll be right back, and we'll go a tough point um like like we mentioned earlier this is what tammy asked for but i think she also made that decision before she knew gracie was coming into the fold i think i think tammy and julie probably could have handled dylan by themselves without coach taylor around all the time right but gracie definitely complicates things for a number of reasons I would say there's been nothing more disruptive to my life other than getting married than whenever a baby is born. It kind of throws your world completely uh, upside down and inside out. And so, yeah, I do not blame Tammy for falling apart at this point, um, for finding out it was more than she bargained for, for sure. You can tell at this point that things are on edge, like something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, something's, they're not going to be able to do this long term. No, um, things are really coming to a head. Tammy is literally like losing her mind at this point. Um, and I wonder at this point, obviously this is the direction that they would want to take the show in, but in a real life situation with Julie no longer interested in Matt and the Swede, I think even Julie would tell you at this point if she were a real person, is not going to be she's not intending to have a relationship with the Swede Mm -hmm. like she had with Matt even. Mm -hmm. So like, I almost wonder, and obviously the show does not go in this direction. (laughs) If coach Taylor would have been like, okay, you're no longer with Matt Saracen. How about y'all move out to Austin now? Um, Sure. I think they could have done it, but yeah. Cause Tammy's not even working at this Mm -hmm. point. She does. I think that's what that that's what would keep them there. If anything, Tammy doesn't want to give up that job. Mm-hmm. But maybe at least for maternity leave, maybe she would be willing. To, yeah, to head out there. I don't know what that would look like for Julie, but yeah, it's things are things are not sustainable as they are. So Taylor family, hang in there. Um, we believe in you. We need yeah. you to survive. Yes. If you don't survive, then what are we doing out yeah. here? <laughs> um, but yeah, getting pretty serious. Tyra and Landry are taking their relationship uh, a little deeper, a little further along. Unimaginable new heights. Unimaginable new heights for these two um, because that it, it the unimaginable new heights are directly caused by the unimaginable new lows that this show and Landry have sunk <laughs> to. Uh, 
yes. namely murder, um, we're talking about here. <laughs> so the the act of killing a man has sparked this romance, um, which I don't know if that's what you base a, a solid relationship on. But I wouldn't. <laughs> not generally. But, you know, if it's Tyra and you're Landry, you do it. And it's working out for them so far. So yep. we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Yeah, but they are they are still in a pickle. This is not a good situation. The watch is out there somewhere. We don't know where. Um, it, yeah. So they are they are very much on edge, very much worried about what the future will bring concerning jail time and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, general um, not being incarcerated and all that. So yeah, um, not the best place, but they're making the most of it while they are not behind bars. So good for them. The Saracen family situation we've added. So we've, we've always had, we've always had Matt and grandma, you know, mm-hmm. like they've always been by each other's side, but now we've added Carlota to the mix. And frankly, I think this is what the Saracen family needed. Yeah. You think so? I do. Um, I do. Matt had too much to handle. He's a mm-hmm. 16, 17 year old kid. He's caring for his um, grandma, who doesn't have a firm grip, really, on mm-hmm. on reality. Which we're not faulting her for that, although we are because we don't like Grandma Saracen. <laughs> right? Yeah, Grandma Saracen kind of sucks. But <laughs> yeah, twenty four hundred dollar tiara thing. Yeah, come on. Uh. <laughs> She's using dementia as a cover to make <laughs> stupid purchases, dumb purchases. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, they, they needed Carlota to really pull them yeah. together, whip them into shape, um, take, control, well, take control of the situation. You know, I too was once a 16, 17 year old kid at the end of my fuse <laughs> and had my parents brought in a beautiful Guatemalan woman yeah. to live in the home with us. I probably would have, it would have been good for me too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, yeah, a beautiful woman to massage your <laughs> your wounds. <laughs> yeah, not do your laundry though. She draws the line no. at doing. Well, that's the next laundry. episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But... I am getting ahead of myself here. Um, yeah, but uh, so yeah, that has definitely added a whole new dimension to the Saracen household, which I I personally am excited about. I am too. It's a little out there. The whole storyline's a little out there, but I'm fine. All with of it. season, all of season two is pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, so we just, we it just fits right it. in. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then I don't know. Maybe there's some other folks you want to talk about, but I, I think the only other person on my mind is Buddy. Like, yeah. And what else is there to say about Buddy except like he just keeps going lower. Yeah. He just keeps when you think he's hit the bottom he grabs a shovel he digs it a little deeper (laughs) yep i'm very very excited to dig deeper into this show because um as we mentioned earlier i haven't watched season three four and five since they aired almost a decade ago yeah um which is crazy because i love this show and i own (laughs) the seasons on dvd i don't know what's wrong with me but um but I, I just keep thinking, like, 
how much worse can Buddy get? But he keeps doing it. So <laughs> I am imagining that I must have like, I must have repressed memories of like Buddy in jail in season four or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't ruin anything for you, but yeah, hold on to your butt, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see and i have watched everything multiple multiple times and i still am blown away every episode (laughs) (laughs) buddy's depravity i guess or patheticness whatever um well that's buddy is there anyone else that you think we need to touch on or should we move on to our awards for i think i think we can move on to the awards um because i mean everybody else played a pretty minor part in this episode so i think we can move on Right on. All right. Uh, We will be right back then with our awards for the week. All right. We're back. We're going to start off our awards for the week like we always do. Let's talk about Coach Taylor. Give him an inspo rating for the week. Um kind of a weird one because i didn't feel like coach was overly involved with this episode right i think he definitely gained some points for his defense of antoine yep he did um, well there in the face of like probably not wanting to do that um so i think like a solid like six is a good place for him um because yeah he was mostly absent but when he uh when it was time to step up he stepped up yeah And we've already established that the whole Taylor family situation, it seems like it's on him, but it's really not. So you might be tempted to hold it against Coach for everything going on with Tammy and Julie and all that. But I I mean, it still is his responsibility to a certain extent, but he's not completely to blame for it. So I think we got to resist the urge to hold that against him completely. So I yeah. think seven is a perfectly reasonable score for coach this week. You know, it's it's not great, but it's solid. He's doing he's doing his coach thing. He's doing his job, um, and he's doing it well. So, Coach Taylor has a seven on the inspo rating for the week. That'll work. Boy, as we've mentioned already, if you didn't know why we were doing the Julie. Taylor Hatometer before it's becoming glaringly obvious. I I'm having a hard time remembering if Julie sinks lower than where she's at right now. It's hard to imagine because she's pretty awful. She's pretty bad in this episode. Like, yeah. Do we leave a little wiggle room for her to get worse? Or is this a full 10? That's the thing is like I I I swear for sure that she does get worse i feel like she does too so i i want to say like yeah an eight or a nine because a 10 is just i mean that's yeah. we've 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 already kind of been through the spectrum of the julie taylor <laughs> hate meter from the negatives to the to the positives so yeah i'm not i'm not ready to give her a 10 yet but i think a strong eight to a nine um i say we go we're... nine man okay. i She's awful. <laughs> like she yeah. has basically zero redeeming qualities here. 
Uh, and yeah, we have been like literally completely all over the board, almost completely all over the board. I remember an episode in the past where we were debating like, is she a full negative 10? Right. Could we give her that? And we didn't, which I think was the right decision. Yes. But um, yeah, Julie Taylor, most polarizing figure within the Friday Night Lights universe, I would say. Yes. Yeah, we have we have loved her and we have hated her and we will continue to I think do both uh, over the next few seasons. Yes, I think so. My theory on Friday Night Lights is uh, whoever you love in one season, you will hate the next, and whoever you hate in one season, you will love the next. So it would not surprise me if we vacillate back and forth regularly with yeah. Julie Taylor. But. And I, I don't want to jump into the spoilers of the things that I do remember. Right. But something tells me that there's some positive Julie Taylor memories uh, to come. And something tells me that there are definitely more negative Julie Taylor memories to come. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, beer tally. Nothing I didn't have this one this episode. episode. No. Yeah, a little bit of a letdown. That's okay. Um, I'm not worried about it. You know, I don't think I we're gonna. Be. I don't think Tim's back on the wagon. No. Uh, but nothing this episode. Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. <laughs> Getting drunk and telling old war stories. <laughs> Uh, at the pep rally, <laughs> yeah, with your with your teenage daughter present, I think yeah. even adds another layer to that. So, For sure. uh, yeah, Buddy Garrity, teenage daughter, falling over drunk, having your own daughter bring you home, not a great look, man. Not good so, at all. That's definitely the Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Did you have any music cues? I don't. I didn't make any notes on this. Episode. I did not write one down, which means that I didn't. Let's check the IMDb real quick. Yep. Yep. See what um, they to list. See what they've got listed. Oh, I was on Carlota's page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Did she do anything else? She, yeah, uh, her like top four known fours are actually all not Friday Night Lights. So she was in. You ready for this? Oh, yes. Her, her, her known for number one is Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I've seen those movies. Uh, I don't I remember Carlota. Um, I, like, seriously, a different level of bad. A different level. It. Yeah. I will say I did see – I remember um, we went to back to, like, a buddy's house – uh, after a night at the bars and he put on Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. So I know that I've seen bits of part two, but I was not, I was like, I don't want any part of this. No. Um, sh- yeah. She was also in the Hills have eyes too, which I oh. also skipped. Uh, the Hills have eyes. The first one was the only movie I've ever walked out of in the theaters. That's fair. I just it's couldn't a, do that it. was a tough one. That was a tough yeah. one. When, and I and I'll probably cut this out just because it's so offensive. But when yeah. the like inbred dude was breastfeeding off of the teenage daughter, yeah. that's when I was like, you know what, I'm out. I'm yeah. not gonna do this. That's a tough one. Yeah, I did not see part two. I did see part one in the theater. I did not walk out, but uh, it was definitely. I'd spend 14 years, I suppose, since I've seen it, something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, I still think, like, when I hear that title, I'm like, ugh. Uh, yeah. Um, Actually, I also walked out on the Fantastic Four to the Silver Silver Surfer. Oh, that's fair. That's I a bad out. one. That was at Sunshine. 
by the way. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even I wasn't even willing to sit in the air conditioned theater for an hour and a half <laughs> to sit through that movie. I was out. Oh. Um, I also saw that movie. I did not walk out. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw that one in Iowa City with the Hertz. Um, oh, nice. So, but yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> not a great one. I've only ever walked out of two movies myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocean's 12. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like a spectacular movie, but it's entertaining. Right. Hear me out on Ocean's okay. 12. All right, so all right. it was a like... 9 40 showing or whatever like in the nine o'clock hour showing yeah um we like went to mitchell on a whim it was me and ink and cash <laughs> and cash like had to be home and he was like uh at a decent hour and he was starting to be like this movie isn't very good it's definitely not worth me like getting grounded to finish uh-huh. so um <laughs> we walked out on it uh based gotcha. on that so yep. it, i mean we and we made it most of the way through Mm-hmm. Um, but not till the end. Um, but yeah, we walked out of that one. And then I also walked out of also for time constraint reasons for the most part, uh, Alien versus Predator 2, Requiem. Oh, no, get out of there. I am the biggest alien fan you know, and I'm also the biggest predator fan you know. I couldn't make it through 20 minutes of the first Alien versus Predator movie. Yeah, that was a movie that I um went to. I'm pretty sure I went to that with Shane and Inc. And um, we went to it and it was, it is one of the, I don't remember a single thing about it, but I remember being like, this is really, 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 really bad. Um, and there was a showing of Sweeney Todd that I wanted to go to, but it, it started like, you know, 20 minutes before Alien versus Predator 2 ended. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to finish this movie. I'm going to go see Sweeney Todd. Nice. So also pretty forgettable but not (laughs) as like offensively bad yeah good decision i can't tell you how much and i still think i'm going to watch the alien versus predator movies i can't tell you how much i want to like the alien versus predator like it should be a slam dunk yes it's unbearable it was unbearable and maybe maybe it's because i like those franchises too much although it although uh predator 2 is maybe one of the worst movies i've ever seen really it's i so feel, bad i love predator 2 as a kid what? but i haven't i haven't oh, okay. seen it as a kid yeah that yeah, could be i haven't seen it since who knows when um yeah danny but, glover is yeah that it's it's really bad i just watched it within the last like six months like during quarantine i rewatched it and i texted jordan about it and i was like <laughs> listen I know you've never seen this movie and you want to maybe just don't like (laughs) just don't anyway. Sorry. Um, I don't know where we were. No, that's fine. We were talking about music cues, um, which led us to Carlota, which led us to the Hills have eyes, which led us to movies we've walked out of. (laughs) How did the music cue bring us to Carlota? Uh, Cause I went to IMDb and I was on oh, her page okay. cause I had, I had <laughs> taken a look at her when I edit. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Skipping ahead. They're all uncredited. Um, so there must not have been very much music. Like nothing went in the credits. The only one that I recognize outside of the explosions in the sky stuff is a big star song called September girls, but I don't remember hearing that so <laughs> yeah i sometimes wonder about the imdb credits I don't. right yeah they're not perfect Where are you getting that from but all right so no music cue uh quote of the episode uh it's got to be landry 
Uh, do you believe all human beings are capable of evil? <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Like I said, I didn't remember that, but definitely noteworthy. I'm just seeing if I have anything else noted. I don't think I do for this episode. Is the only quote that I wrote down. So, Oh, uh, my other quote. And I'll read it again just because I think it's uh, fun to read. <laughs> So there's 14 seconds left. Rain's coming down hard. Jimmy Carter's the president. The country's depressed. Dylan is depressed. By God, it's time to win the state championship. It's time for Buddy Garrity to get this thing done. That would be my only other nomination. That's that's a good one. That's a good but, one. Yeah, we'll give it to uh, we'll give it to Landry for sure. All right. Uh, pop culture, outdated pop culture reference. Of the episode, I didn't have anything noted. I also did not have one. Okay, fair enough. All right, who wins our MVP of this? I guess episode? maybe the maybe the oh. murder ball guy uh, <laughs> yeah, being <sure>. in it. <laughs> what well, Steve Zupan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Steve Zupan cameo. At one point in time, I know for a fact that I could have te- could have told you the name of the murder ball guy was Steve Zupan, but I believe it. Uh, not anymore. I couldn't have pulled that out of my. Although it wasn't, it's Mark Zupan. See, I, that's what I'm saying. He played Steve. I was like, hold on, I think Steve was the character's <laughs> name. That's a, yeah, that's actually funny. Uh, yeah, at one point in time, I would have gotten Steve and Mark correct, but <laughs> not anymore. Okay, MVP of the episode. Who wins? I oh, mean, also, sorry, I got to jump back in a pop culture reference and uh-huh. maybe this is or maybe this isn't a pop culture reference but nowadays a reference of the experimental mexican surgery as we right. talked about um, <laughs> yeah that's not so far-fetched and outlandish yeah, anymore maybe an outdated idea but anyway so yep. we got yep. a couple of, of options there but we can move on finally to MVP of the episode. <laughs> i'm leaving it as steve zupan in, my, <laughs> in, right. in the spreadsheet all right uh mvp of the episode uh i think we've got some options here the first person that comes to mind is landry because uh he's he's uh things are going well with tyra oh we'll yeah. just put it that way yeah that's good. um yeah landry is definitely an option uh as always uh tammy i think is a is an mvp candidate yeah, but more so because we feel bad for her in this episode, right? right? right like, it's true. not like she's rising above and, like, being this powerful, you know, like, bastion of womanhood. Right, yeah. Uh, in this case, it's more just because, like, Tammy, we love you and you're hanging in there and we want to yeah. see you succeed. So, for yes. sure. Um, I would say, I think Landry's the, I think, the smart choice, though. Yeah, I think we give it to Landry. <laughs> You know, like he's coping with a whole murder thing. Yeah, he killed a man. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, I believe that leaves us with our just overall episode rating for the week. It's season two, so yeah, I don't know. Do we grade it on a curve? Or uh, no, I think we keep, I think we grade it uh, just to keep it. Uh, you know, fair with all the other yep. episodes. Yeah, I think this is maybe like a strong six, maybe a light seven. Yeah, I had I had seven in my mind, but I know we've rated um, mediocre episodes in season one as a seven, and I feel like this is a mediocre episode in season two. For so sure. a six is probably the, way the right go. decision here. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
So that is episode two of season two, Bad Ideas, uh, Bad ideas. Which, which really could be the title of the entire season. But <laughs> that's true. Uh, so that'll that'll wrap it up for the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, we are we're cruising along. Thank you so much for listening, for sticking with us. Uh, yeah, we love being here. Follow us on on Twitter. Don't even bother on Facebook. We don't update. Yeah, we've we've given. In fact, up on the I Facebook. deactivated my Facebook account this week, so nice. I'm Good not work. even capable of updating that. So I am very close to doing the same, and probably it, will before November for sure. <laughs> Now's the time. For yeah, sure. September 11th is always, it's always pushes me. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you could reconsider come December or so, like, right. you know, maybe to That's reactivate. Kind of I think like, there's just so many people that like Facebook is my only avenue to see what they're up to. And I do care yeah. about what they're up to, but like, it's also just like, uh, yeah, like I need to like, even just like snoozing people isn't doing the job, but I, I just worry. I think, I think the thing I worry about the most is that I'll only have Twitter and then I'll just be in like an echo chamber of, of those ideas. And I won't even really see what the other side is thinking. I'm fine with the echo. (laughs) (laughs) I value my mental health over my broad, uh, exposure to a diversity of worldviews at this point but but yes i know that's very admirable (laughs) for sure uh to at least keep exposing yourself to other points of view but um as far as reliving the lights goes i think it's pretty safe to say if you want to if you want to keep up to date with what's going on in the reliving the lights world just go ahead and follow us on twitter feel free to to reach out uh we'd love to hear from you um and yeah we will we will continue on we're gonna keep on keeping on with season two uh if this is your first time through we'll just say it again hang in there you know yeah <laughs> like season two stuff but it's it, we you come out so much stronger on the other end of it it's worth it so uh we appreciate you all thanks for listening we will see you next week for episode three let's touch god this time boys Let's touch God.